Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the next episode of the Chase McKendrew Podcast. I'm your host, Chase McAndrew, and today I'm talking about the 25th Bond film. Finally, my re- my review of this film, No Time to Die. I know it's been a few weeks, but I needed to see this movie again to be able to review it, and I have, so here we go. Um, if you remember in my initial reaction when the movie first came out, the movie is extremely frustrating for me, and it still is even more, or, or, or even watching it a second time. Uh, not even more so, but still watching it a second time is still frustrating. I'm a little more accepting, not 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 accepting, but I'm a little bit more. I, I agree with a lot of people. What what a lot of people have been saying that it's a good finale for the Craig era, but. Still, for me, overall, it's a terrible ending for the canon of the franchise. Um, let's just start off, spoilers, by the way, uh, with that ending. Uh, the the main villain, Seth, and his thing, his big thing is he creates this nanotechnology that can infect you and it stays with you. And certain... Tech, certain nanotechnology, certain nanobots can be programmed to kill certain people. Bond gets infected. Bond is a- after taking over uh, Saf in space and taking over um, uh, uh, the, the he, he opens these giant silos because the because uh, of British naval ship is going to fire upon Safin's island. Um, Bond is ambushed by Safin. Safin shoots him a few times and and infects him with these nanobots that are um, that are programmed to kill Madeline and Bond's daughter. Get to that in a couple minutes here. Um. So. Bond gets a hold of of Nomi, the other MI6 agent, says, can I talk with Madeline? And he talks with Madeline. Madeline says, yes, she is your daughter. And they talk, and Bond says, move on without me. You know, I'm, I'm staying here. And Bond gets blown up at the end of this film. Dies on Sapin's Island. And... Like I said, I've come to terms that it's a good wrap-up for the Craig era, but again, as an an ending for canon ending, what the canon of this franchise is supposed to be, this is one guy. Which is not multiple people with the name James Bond or the codename 007. This is supposed to be the same guy as Sean Connery. This is supposed to be the same guy as as, as Roger Moore, George Lazenby, Pierce Brosnan, Timothy Dalton. And I get that it's a reboot. This Craig era has been a reboot because they rebooted it with Casino Royale, his first film. And it makes sense with his tenure, but again, the canon, it's supposed to be one guy. 
doing all these these these, these adventures. And doing this is just, it's, no. No. I was liking this film more than Skyfall. The opening sequence, the pre-title sequence, excuse me, with Saffron going into Madeline's house, killing her mother, going after her father, who's Mr. White from the early Craig films, um... That was cool, and then the DV5 action and all that. The explosion at Vesper Lynn's tomb. He, he, Madeline wants him to go to Vesper's tomb and kind of make his peace with her betraying him. And he's, he's talking to her and says like something like, I miss you. And then he sees a Spectre card, and boom! The whole tomb just explodes. Awesome, awesome, awesome scene. I was like, oh, shit. It was great. Get to the DB5 with Madeline. He's pissed off. He's like, what the hell? What the hell did you betray me for? What's going on? Get the guns inside the headlights of the DB5, and he spins around the DB5 shooting. Oh, it's so cool, dude. So cool. Puts 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 her on a train, and then uh, the pre and then the title credits start. The titles were really good. I really liked the song by Billie Eilish. Some guy on a Bond fan group that I'm on was like, "It's the worst Bond song." I'm like, "Have you heard Die Another Day, the Madonna song? Have you have you have you heard the Quantum Solid song with Jack White and Alicia Keys?" Have you heard uh, "Man Man with the Golden Gun"? That's a terrible song. Um, you know, I just, oh, it's really bad. Um, yeah, this one is pretty good. It's a little bit more downbeat than Skyfall was. Sam Smith's song also is pretty bad. Um, but it's a little bit more downbeat than, than Skyfall was, this, the, theme, the theme song for Skyfall, but I really liked it, to be honest with you. It was really fun. So after the, pre after the, the title sequence, uh, it's like five years Later, and Bond is in Jamaica living his life, and yeah, he has a cool-ass life, man. I'll tell you what. He's basically showering under a tree. Really cool. He's brushing his teeth, too. I thought that, that was hilarious. Um, then he gets visited by Felix Leiter, and it's great to see. I'm not going to lie. I, I love seeing Jeffrey Wright back. Um, he's probably... My favorite Felix, because Jack Jack Lord was it for such a long time. But I think I got to handle him because he's been in more films. Yeah, he's really good. I really I love Jack Lord. He's a great Felix Leiter. But yeah, I think I got to go Jeffrey Wright. Just m me personally. Um, and yeah, he's he he has a task to get this this MI6 scientist. Out of, out, out of, out of, um, out of the hands of, of Saffin's men, basically, and, actually, no, sorry, he's, uh, Spect Spectre's control, Spectre, and, uh, they go to this party, 
and then that's where we introduce Paloma, and we have one of, if not the best segments in the entire film, and we have Ana Diamras as Paloma looking gorgeous and badass, and just, it was a great sequence. I loved this sequence so much. It was so cool. Uh, in the pre-tile sequence, we meet this dude who has, like, an electronic eye, like, this fake eye, and his eye is on a pillow, and somehow Blofeld, from prison, is watching over this eye, and this mist stuff comes down and starts killing everybody, everybody, except for Bond and a couple of other people, and that's when you get the the nanotechnology stuff and it's really cool. And then that's and then also we meet Nomi who gives Bond a ride back to his house after his car doesn't work. And then we get instead of sequence with Paloma. We and then that's when Nomi reveals herself as the new 007. It's really cool. Um, I really liked her character. I really did not think from the trailers I would. Her and Bond have this kind of like I don't want to not have sex, trust me. It's just this budding heads relationship. It's really cool. I don't know why I did this, but I did. Anyway, anyway um, they, they have this budding heads relationship, and in the trailers, they really showed that Nomi was just going to be like, like F off Bond, you know, on the new 007. But no, in the movie, she's... Kind of like, not upset, but she's kind of like annoyed that Bond is back, and she doesn't, and she wants to be the best agent, but she knows what Bond, who Bond is, and it's great. And near the end of the film, she she goes, oh, she goes to him over the computer. Hey, can we reinstate Bond as double double seven? I was like, yes, yes, that's what you, that's how you do it right there. Uh, but yeah, I really liked her character. I really, really did. I thought she was really cool. Um, she was badass. I wish she was in the movie a little bit more. Because I really like, I really, really like Lashana Lynch. She's a great actress. She's one of the best of today. And, uh, yeah, she's very, very good in this film. Um, and then we get this, and then we get, like I said, this, this sequence in, this party where all this mist comes down and kills everyone. That's when Bond is like, whoa, what is this stuff? What is this nanotech? He obviously didn't even know that, knows, knows that, it's, that it's nanotechnology yet, to be honest with you. And then we get this scene where they're on a boat. They have this the scientist guy and Felix Leiter and, he, and his colleague, this guy named Logan Ash, pulls a gun, shoots... Felix Leiter, him and Bond fight for a couple minutes. He escapes with the scientist, realizing that he is actually a spy, a double agent. He works with Safin's people. He works for Spectre as well. Um, I really like Billy Magnuson. I haven't seen a lot of his work, but I do like him as an actor. This character is kind of a weakling. He's kind of that blonde henchman that's he's not that he's not in the movie a lot, so he didn't really work for me personally. 
his crossover, his 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 uh his uh portrayal, if you will. They blow the ship up that they're on. They're on this giant like tanker ship. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And um, I'm not a ship guy. And the, the 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 ship is sinking, and Felix Leiter does die. Jeffrey Wright's version of Felix Leiter does die, and it's kind of sad. Uh, I like I said, I really like Jeffrey Wright's Felix Leiter. Um, and uh, yeah, it was kind of sad to see him go. Um, so we continue on. Bond kind of gets reinstated with. With um, doubles with 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 MI6 and he he's making these comments. He goes, "This desk is smaller than it than it was." And then him and him him and M are talking. Which, by the way, I love Ray Fiennes as M. He's a great M. Um, and then and then they're, they're, they're just like because Bond's not an actual MI6 agent anymore, he can kind of say these things to M, and it's really funny. Then in the end of the conversation, he's like, no, it's just the same desk, just the big head or whatever he says. It's so funny. So good. I love it. And then we get a scene where Bond is kind of um, tasked to go talk to uh, Ernst Stavro Blofeld, uh, Christoph Waltz. Um, Then we get the scene where Madeline seems to be this, like, grief counselor type person or something like that. I I really don't know. It's very weird. It's very, um, Rami Malek is a great actor. He won the Oscar as Freddie Mercury a couple years ago for a reason. He's a very good actor. In this movie, he's very underwhelming for me. He doesn't. He he has the creepiness. He has the acting ability, obviously. But yeah, I just I don't know. He didn't do it for me. His character is very underwhelming. The character is underwhelming. Not in enough. Not a threat to Bond for the most part. And he's fine. He's a weakling villain. He's he's kind of like Doctor No, but not even close to. Not even close to Dr. No, really, to be honest with you. And Dr. No's not really in the film until the last third or so of that film. A movie called Dr. No, or a book even called Dr. No. It's funny, it's, it's just very funny to me. And then we get, you see where Seven has to, he, he tells Madeline to inject her um, herself with these nanobots to kill Blofeld. When Madeline's been talking with Blofeld for like five years or whatever it's been, and he, she, she, and he's the only, she's the only one that he'll talk to. So, so Bond sees that Madeline is like shaking. And she's like, I can't do this. And Bond touches her unknowingly infects himself with the, with the nanobot technology, with the, with the, with the nanotechnology, and, and 
in a really cool scene with Bond and Blofeld for the most part. They're talking back and forth, and at the end of it, Bond loses his cool and, like, tries to strangle Blofeld. Tanner comes in. I love seeing Rory Kinnear. I love Rory Kinnear as Bill Tanner. I love him so much. Such a great, great character actor. And then we get this scene, like I said, where, where Bond kills Blofeld. He tries to strangle him, and it it didn't work. Bond losing his cool like that. No, it, it no no that that no that does not work at all. I thought Craig played it the best he could, but it didn't. It doesn't make any sense. It 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 no. It doesn't. It doesn't no. So basically, Blofeld tells Bond that he instructed the uh, the the ambush at Vesper's tomb, and that's why uh, he goes after or Bond goes after Blofeld and goes die, Blofeld. And it just it didn't work. It did it did, it didn't it does it it doesn't work. It didn't work at all. Um, so we get this scene uh, where where like I said, Tanner tries to be like Bond. What the hell? They look back and Blofeld's dead because of the nanobot te- technology. Uh, because when he touched Madeline and she pulled her hand away, he said, no, don't. Bond's now infected with these nanobots and can't touch Blofeld. Um, but when he did, he, he, he killed him. So, Bond goes to find Madeline and it's in her childhood home in, in Norway at the beginning of the film, uh, where in the pre-title sequence where, where, where Snapping goes to try and kill uh, Mr. White and sees that Madeline has this, this daughter that's about four or five years old, old at this point. And Bond's like, but the blue eyes. And she says, it's not yours. Ends up it is his... Which, by the way, I should say this right now before I forget. In one of the books, uh, they play more on on it in the later books. That's not a Fleming Bond film. Um, A Fleming Bond book, I should say. Bond does have a kid. At the end of You Only Live Twice with with, uh, Kissy Suzuki, Uh, he, he has a kid. And they play off that, like I said, in one of the later continuation Bond books. So that doesn't make, that's fine with me. I'm I'm honestly surprised it took him this long to do it. And that's fine with me. It's the ending getting that I don't like. Um, so they, by the way, I love seeing the Aston Martin V8, the 1977 V8 from, uh, from, uh, Living Daylights. I love seeing that car back. Because the his Aston Martin DB5 gets kind of destroyed, um, can't really use that more. So he gets the V8 from uh, from the Living Daylights, and I loved it. It was great to see that car car again. It was really cool. Um, so they so they leave the V8 there for some reason, 
and they go in like this like station wagon, not station wagon, but this like not at all fast car. Bond ha- having to use his his wits, his his skills to get to get away from all these guys, and they're and they're in the and they're in this forest area. And it's foggy, and it's really cool. Bond has to use all of his wits and stuff, but it's really cool. It's a really cool sequence, man. I really enjoyed it. And then we get the scene where Logan Ash is, has been rolled over in this car because Bond takes the, uh, the, uh, called the hooking, when you hook your, the hooking line that you can put on other cars. And he wraps around a tree, and he makes the car that Logan Ash is in go forward, and Bond takes... This scene is freaking right out of... Right out of License to Kill. When Bond kills um, the FBI guy, or the DEA guy, whichever he was, and he, and he, and he has the case of $2 million, and the guy's hey. Hanging, hanging by this chain, and he opened up the shark pit in license to kill, and he and and the guy's like, I'll I'll give you the I'll split that two million with you. Bond takes the case and goes, you have it, you deserve it. Old buddy just throws the case at him, and the dude falls and grabs the case and gets killed by and and gets eaten by sharks. This scene is right out of license to kill. Bond takes the car and starts pushing it and pushing it down, pushing it down. And Logan Ash is like, Bond, please help me. Please, please, please. And Bond just one last slam and boom, and he crushes Logan Ash. And I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, James Bond. There's many times in this film that I out loud was like, ah, or pumping my fist or something. Like It was so cool. There's a bunch of the moments in this film. It's so, so good, man. And then we get... And, and then we get the scene where, where Stefan finds Madeline and Mathilde, their daughter, Bond, Bond and Madeline's daughter, in the... Um, In the um, in this little hiding spot that they're at, takes him into to 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 his awesome looking base. By the way, that's like in between between Britain and China. Is that what it was? Something like that. Between Japan and Russia, that's what it was. That's what that's what it was. So Obertchev, the the MI6 doctor that Bond had to get with Paloma earlier in the film, they go. Uh, he's taken by Logan Ash to Saffin once when he betrays Lighter and Bond when he kills Lighter. He's mass producing these nanobots, and they have to stop that because it's going to infect everyone and kill every every everybody. Because you know they. They can program people's DNA into these nanobots. So if I was infected with these nanobots, I can be infected with nanobots to kill my mom, my dad, you know, whoever else. That's not good. Um, 
So you have this, and there's no cure for this thing too, which is the craziest thing. So you get this scene where Bond and, and Nomi have to go in into this facility and they take out like like a whole bunch of henchmen and they fight and they're shooting their way through. It's an awesome sequence. And then they get to a sequence where Bond finally comes face to face with Saffron. Oh no, wait. We get a scene in the garden. It's from another um it's from another Fleming book. It's this poison garden. Basically, if you touch any of these plants, you're going to die. You're, you're going to die. And it's great. And, yeah, it's cool, man. It's really creepy. They, they don't do a lot with it. It's there, but it's really cool. The more flooding in these movies, the better. I love it, dude. I love it. But, yeah. So, so yeah, we get this scene where Bond is... is face-to-face with Sappen. He's holding Matilde. And yeah, man, it's really a cool sequence. You have Daniel Craig versus Rami Malek. Rami Malek's doing this crazy accent. He's this crazy face. Like, not deformity, but these, like, scars or whatever on his face. It looks really cool. And yeah, man, I really enjoy it. I really like this scene. And totally, totally, Saffron has has the upper hand. And yeah, it's it's just a really like this is why I wish I liked Robbie Malik's character. His performance is great. His character is a. That scene where him and Bond are, are talking, and he totally has the upper hand, not even a question, it is creepy. It's awesome. Like, Robbie Malik is a great actor. He kills it in this scene, man. So they're talking, and Bond is like, okay, okay, I'll do what you're saying. He kind of, like, bows to him. He takes out the PPK, and he shoots his guys to grab up. About to shoot Saf and Saf and falls through the, through the, uh, through the floor with, with Matilda in, in this, like, trap door. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's really cool. Bond saves Madeline. They find Matilda. Um, um. Seven lets him kill to go in this weird scene that didn't, it was weird, like, the kid was, like, just kind of, like, you know, let me go, and the kid kind of, like, walks away, and Seven's like, okay, what, whatever. He kind of lets, it's weird. He kind of, like, lets, I don't know, it was weird. Um, so, Bond tells Nomi, like, hey, get Madeline and Matilda off the island. I'll finish this. He opens the two silos. He gets in contact with MI6 and goes, "Get the nearest, get get our nearest ship to far on this island before I, you know, after I get off 
of 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 it. And then that's when, like I said in the beginning, Bonds go in to get off the island, and Saffin ambushes him, shoots him, and infects him with with more nanobots with the DNA of Madeline and uh, and Matilda. That's when Bonds on the radio and talks with Madeline and says, you know, move on without me, and Bond dies. When it's, uh, I will say this though, the scene itself, watching it a second time, was better. I, I, I was just really, first time I watched it, I was really pissed off watching the scene where he climbing up the ladder and he's standing there watching these two missiles come out, you know, going to kill him and everything, and. Daniel Craig does a fantastic job when he's talking to to Madeline over the over the radio, and then just just standing there, just looking out, watch watching these two missiles, you know, be blasted off, then burst into little pieces, and then coming down on him. He does a really good job in that scene. As much as I hate the scene. Much as I hate the fact that they kill James Bond, again, it makes sense for this version of Bond, but canonically, no, 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 no. It's it's really just, huh, man. It's there's a lot of movies that I've come to peace with that I've kind of been like, okay, this thing happened in this film. Okay, I've come. To, I, I I like that scene now. Probably never going to like that scene where they kill Bond because it just shouldn't happen in the franchise. The original intention of the character in book form was to be, yes, a dude who has problems but is also a badass. The films were also just like that. But the films kind of became, in a way... Just like the books have. Bond isn't just a male fantasy. It's a person fantasy. You're a badass secret agent. You have the best cars. The best girls. The best gadgets. The coolest everything. It's a, it's, it's a person. you would who And you don't die. This kind of. Betrays that. I can't I can't give this movie because of the ending anything more than a I can't give I can't give it anything more than a C because of that ending. I was loving this film. For 99.9% of it. For the most part. There's a couple things in there that don't work for me. But I was liking it even more than Skyfall. And then they did this thing. Where they killed Bond at the end. And I was like. Even watching it a second time. I was still like. Uh, 
I just, I wanted to love this film, but as a fan of the franchise, not just the Craig era, but of the franchise. And that's what I've been actually kind of seeing. A lot of people who are fans of the Craig era, or primarily just the Craig era, are loving this film. And people who are fans of the entire franchise are are mostly all frustrated with the ending in this film. And, and I'm on that camp. I, I am on that side. So yeah, I can't get to this movie more than a C. I wanted to give it an A+. I, re- I was loving this movie. It was so much fun. It was such a good ride. And then they just, they killed it by killing Bond. Lore ruining, lore shattering, lore destroying. People have problems with The Last Jedi? (laughs) Watch this movie. Watch Jurassic World failing suck dumb. Christ. Well, Failing Suckdom wasn't a good movie to begin with. This movie was a good movie. It just the that ending. Yeah, I think I can't again. I can't. I cannot give this movie more than a C. It's really good for the nine nine point nine percent of it, and then the ending just happens and frustration set in. Like, I was, like, if you would have had a spotlight on me the first time I was watching this film, a spotlight on me, everyone in the theater would be looking at me. I was sitting, my arms crossed, and I was just, I I just had this pissed off look on my face, and I was so mad. I was so mad. Oh, I was pissed. So, yeah, that's about it, everybody. That's all I got for you today for this one. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.